What is good? Welcome to Spiritville Real Talk with Juliana. I am your host, Juliana Page, and I am so excited that you are here. I am an author, a speaker, and a professional life coach, but really, I am here to give you practical wisdom that you can integrate into every area of your life so that you can thrive and not just survive. So if you are ready to live a spirit-led life, and level up your inner game so that you can win in your outer game. Let's dive right in. Welcome back to the Spirit-Filled Real Talk podcast. We are going to dive into an awesome episode today. But before we do, if you have not subscribed to the podcast, make sure that you take an opportunity to do that right now. As many people say when you're watching YouTube or listening to podcasts or following people, stop shacking up and make a commitment. <laughs> but in all seriousness... If this podcast is blessing you, one of the best ways that you can be a blessing is share the love, spread the message. When you subscribe, when you share, that's how words of upliftment, of encouragement can get to other people right when they need to hear it the most. Sharing is caring. So go ahead and do that. And when you do, I actually have a free gift for you, which you can claim over at julianapage.com slash forward slash podcast or just click on the podcast tab over at julianapage.com and when you're over there you will just input your information and I will email you a free copy of the God's Vibes Matter devotional. Such a gift. I still actually use this devotional to this day so that is a beautiful blessing and my gift to you. Also if you have not joined Courage Co. Courage Co. is a virtual community. However, it is off social media and it is a place where all of the spiritual boot camp, prayer calls, challenges, so many things happen that just really help you do the work. Not somebody that just talks about it, not somebody that just listens to it, but somebody that actually does the work. Because the reality is you can teach people what you know quote unquote, but you will only reproduce what you are. All great leaders actually know this. If you've ever been in a leader posi leadership position, you will only reproduce in other leaders what you are. It doesn't actually matter what you think you know, what you actually are, what you embody, right? The character you develop, the soul that you invest in, all of that inner work is what you get to reproduce. So if you're not doing that work, you're going to keep re reproducing what you are. So over in Courage Co., it is what it sounds like. It's a community of people that are stepping out in faith and making bold and courageous moves. The Bible tells us to be strong and very courageous time and time again, because that means that you're going to be intimidated. You're going to have lots of fear well up inside of you. It's going to cost you something to step out in faith. And as you keep going on the journey, it will continue to cost you. So you have to have courage. And so being in a community of people that get that and that keep stepping out in faith and leveling up and going from strength to strength and glory to glory will radically change how you show up. So Courage Co. is a space to do that. There is a free registration 
under the Courage Code challenges, and you can be a part of the prayer calls or even just listen to the replays and rewatch those videos if you like. We do those every other Wednesday morning. There's also challenges, and then there's the God's Vibes Mastermind that you can be a part of as well and get Master Life Coaching with me in addition to all of the spiritual developments and prophetic training as well. So you can find that again over at julianapage.com under Courage Co. All right, so the message title today, dun, da, 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 you ready? Proximity. Peace is proximity. Proximity is peace. Peace comes with proximity, okay? So we're going to talk about that today, but I thought what I might do in order to really flesh out how the blessed life is the best life is to take you to Matthew chapter 5. This is actually the Sermon on the Mount, but you might not have heard it from this version. And sometimes when you just hear the scripture and when you hear it presented or taught differently, it can bring fresh revelation to you as you listen. So that's my prayer for you on today. So let's do this. One day, Jesus saw a vast crowd of people gathering to hear him. So he went up the slope of a hill and sat down. With his followers and disciples spread over the hillside, Jesus began to teach them. What happiness comes to you when you feel your spiritual poverty? For yours is the realm of heaven's kingdom. What delight comes to you when you wait upon the Lord? For you will find what you long for. What blessing comes to you when gentleness lives in you, for you will inherit the earth. How enriched you are when you crave righteousness, for you will be satisfied. How blessed you are when you demonstrate tender mercy, for tender mercy will be demonstrated to you. What bliss you experience when your heart is pure, for then your eyes will open to see more and more of God. How joyful you are when you make peace, for then you will be recognized as a true child of God. How enriched you are when persecuted for doing what is right, for then you experience the realm of heaven's kingdom. How blessed you are when people insult and persecute you and speak all kinds of cruel lies about you because of your love for me. So leap for joy since your heavenly reward is great, for you are being rejected the same way the prophets were before you. Your lives are like salt among the people, but if you, like salt, become bland, how can your saltiness be restored? Flavorless salt is good for nothing and will be thrown out and trampled on by others. Your lives light up the world. For how can you hide a city that stands on a hilltop? And who would light a lamp and then hide it in an obscure place? Instead, it's placed where everyone in the house can benefit from its light. So don't Hide your light. Let it shine brightly before others so that your commendable works will shine as light upon them. And then 
they will give their praise to your Father in heaven. Woof! So there is so much goodness in there, but I think it's important to highlight this version specifically. This is Matthew chapter 5. It's the Passion Translation, and it's verses 1 all the way to 16. Okay, so some nuggets here. I'm going to just extrapolate from this text and highlight to you the title of the message being Peace Comes with Proximity. So that is one of of the ways to to step into the blessed life. But this is going to be what I outlined for you now. As you are following God, you will find that your dream and your dreams, plural, your God dreams will just keep getting bigger and bigger. This is one of the reasons why I believe that God put Courage Co. on my heart is because I partner with people to steward their God dreams, right? There's so many people, unfortunately, that end up leaving the earth with all of their God dreams inside of them. They, they didn't fully tap into their potential, right? And at the end of the day, right, when you get to look back on your life and reflect, I don't know about you, but I personally want to leave fully tapped out. Like, I don't want to have anything left in me to be, to be running with. I want to know that I gave it all I got. But that is a costly way to live as well. It requires something, okay? But it's important for you to recognize that as you follow God, your dream gets bigger and bigger. It requires him. Okay, but the blessed life is the blessed life because God is in it, period. God is in it. Okay, so keep this in mind as you think about your, your story, your journey, your life. Everything worthwhile is uphill. All right, if you've ever gone hiking or mountain climbing or any sort of thing like that, man, there are parts where it's intense, right? You don't think that you can do it, but the view is always worth it, right? And there's parts where you can't see your way. There's parts when you're questioning like how much longer, how much further, I don't think I can do this. I've got all this doubt rising up. I've got all this crazy monkey mind telling me what I can't do right now, right? I'm really just not feeling it, right? But everything worthwhile is uphill, okay? Any relationship any business, any career, any investment, everything worthwhile is uphill, okay? So in order to experience firsthand that the blessed life is the best life, here's some things to keep in mind. Number one, you need to spend time with God, period, right? The blessed life is blessed because God is in it, but you need to spend time with God to experience this personally. As you do, he will up-level you and your life, quite literally, and it can happen, trust and believe, (laughs) ask me how I know, it can happen in an accelerated way, like literally your cheeks will be like blown back, you'll just be like, oh my god, like he can do in days what could take months or years, literally, right? Whether that's deliverance, you know, deliverance from an addiction, deliverance from a generational curse, whether it's, you know, favor in an open door, whether it's a uh, a, a divine connection. There, there's so many things that can happen that can change your life in a minute. Like time is no issue for God, 
right? He will up-level you, and he gives you on the reg. He gives you life-changing teaching that will change your life. But if you're not spending time with him, you're not making yourself a reservoir of teaching that he's imparted into you. So an example of this is I've had people give me a a beautiful compliment, but I was quick to correct this and I'm going to show you why this is important. So I've had people say, I just love how you're able to recall the word or like you, you memorize the word of God so well and the way that you present it just makes total sense. Right? So I've had people say, uh, compliments in, in forms like that. Right? But here's the thing. I'm not actually recalling the Bible and the word of God for memory. The most beautiful thing is that we have a teacher whose job is to literally take from the word that we've stored up in our heart, literally take that word and impart it to people in the right place at the right time. Okay? So Holy Spirit's job is to give us the words to say. It literally says that in the word. So that's the thing. I'm not just studying What I'm doing is I'm doing what the word says. I'm meditating on the word day and night. As I meditate on it, the word starts to resonate with my spirit. I'm literally planting that seed inside of my heart so that I have a reservoir of word inside of me. And then it's not on me to remember and just whip it out and like show off what I know. That is never it. It's the Holy Spirit actually draws out from that reservoir the words that are needed to the people that I'm interacting with, okay? So it's it's not me, and it's not by might nor by force, but by the Spirit, okay? So it's the Spirit of God, right, that, that takes out the Word of God and imparts it to people and brings them the revelation that they need to hear. So I can't take credit for, for reciting the Word in that way, okay? But that is the beautiful benefit of spending time with God. When you're meditating on the Word day and night, You're getting life-changing teaching inside of you, fresh revelation, fresh rhema word, right? That is real and relevant to you in every aspect of your life. And so if you actually spend time with God and store that word up in your heart, the Holy Spirit will make that word alive and active, meaning it will be applicable to you. You can use it, okay? So number two goes in hand in hand here with number one. You've got to admit your need for God. Okay? With less of you, there's always more of God. I must decrease that he might increase. So as you humble yourself before the Lord, he lifts you up. But humbling yourself is just admitting that you need God. Help! (laughs) Sometimes that's all I can say is just God help. Have mercy. Lord have mercy. Jesus help, right? I love that um, there was a mentor of mine that said, like, when you're praising God and your hands are in the air, it's like saying, Daddy, pick me up. (laughs) Help. So that visual is just fun to think of. But you've got to admit your need for God. And I think sometimes we can just overcomplicate relationship. But it can be so simple because God loves a heart that is desperate for him. And sometimes we just try to over-spiritualize things or or make it really complicated or think that it's got to be some kind of way when it's just relationship. Just be honest. Just be real and admit that you need God and watch him work. It's so, so powerful. And again, 
with less of you, there's more room <laughs> for God. Okay. Number three, and this is important to know, is something that I was highlighting earlier that as you follow your dream, it gets bigger. But typically, as you're following your dream, there's more and more quote unquote problems. Okay. As far as we're concerned. So I've shared about this before. When you get, I was sharing with <laughs> some friends recently, I'm like, man, people just don't get it. Like when you get a prophetic word, some people are like so amped about that, but I just get a prophetic word and I like, it's like taking a hit to your gut. You know what I mean? Like if you catch like a, I'm picturing like kickball. Okay. Like when you're picturing a kickball game and you have got all these people on two sides of the room, the people have the balls that they're like whipping at you from across the room. Like you really hope that you're not going to get hit with that, but you really don't know because you can't see anything. There's people running around everywhere. But if that sucker like hits you in the gut, like it will knock the wind out of you, right? So that's kind of how I view what happens when you get a prophetic word. Like it like knocks you out or like I just brace myself because this is typically what happens. You get a prophetic word and it's foreshadowing for your future. It's like foresight or a glimpse into your future. It's a picture of what's to come, a vision, a glimpse, right? All these snapshots of, of what's possible with God or where God's leading you. And so where most people are like, yes, I'm so excited. This is such an encouraging word. I'm like, yo, like there's so many problems or challenges that are going to be connected to the process, right? So you're going to get a prophetic word and then you're going to get a process, okay? And this process, I promise you, is a climb uphill that are, is requiring you to become more, to increase your capacity, to steward well, to steward excellence on a whole nother level, right? To, to really deal with different problems in a very responsible way right? So this is going to require more of you, okay? So like I like literally brace myself anytime I get a prophetic word. I'm like, yeah, 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 like cool, but like yikes. <laughs> like I want to unpack. It's giving me vision of like what I need to unpack. Like I take it really seriously. I'm like, okay, so I need to update my workout routine. I got to like clean up my diet. Like I got to make sure I got to get good sleep because I don't know how else I'm going to juggle all the things. Like of course by God, but like this is a new level, okay? And it's going to require all of me. So it's important to know that every miracle, similar to a prophetic word, begins with a problem. And life is not always well, but it's blessed when you're walking with God because God's at the center of your life. And the reality is if you don't have a problem, you can't have a miracle, so when you think about, you know, a church service when people are called to the altar, they're not called to the altar because life is good. <laughs> they're called to the altar because they have a problem and they're waiting on a miracle, right? They're waiting on a healing. They're waiting on a deliverance. They're waiting on a breakthrough. And if you don't have a problem, you can't have a miracle. But what typically happens is we start becoming self-sufficient and hyper you know, independent. We just want to prove that like, oh, we got it. We can carry this whole thing. And we like shove God out of the picture when he needs to be front and center. Okay. So the key here is not to become self-sufficient, but instead, like the word tells us, become like a little child. Why? Because little children are typically full of major trust. Okay. 
That's why it says to become, unless you become like a child, you can't enter the kingdom. Okay. So instead of being self-sufficient, you want to be God sufficient. You want to be fully satisfied in him like a child full of major trust. And the reality is that the problem is what drives us to God in the first place. So again, Every miracle begins with a problem. And if you didn't have a problem, you couldn't have a miracle. And it's the problem that will draw you to God. It will make you desperate for him. It will literally drive you to him. And that means that he will be involved in the process. And that's why you're blessed because God is with you and he will move and work mightily in and through you. Okay. Number four. Through your losses, allow God to love you. It actually says, Matthew 5, 4, What delight comes to you when you wait upon the Lord, for you will find what you long for. How beautiful is that? So, so beautiful. I love it. As you experience a challenge or as you experience a problem, you can allow God to love you through that. That is such a big deal. And the moment when you include God in your problem is when the blessed life actually begins. Okay? So if you think about it, if you didn't have God, it would just be you. And then what? Right? It says, Matthew 5, 4, in a different way. It says, blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Uh, let me see if there's like another version blessed refreshed by God's grace are those who mourn for they will be comforted man there's another one that I really wanted to see Ooh, I think it's this one blessed and enviably happy with the happiness produced by the experience of God's favor and especially conditioned by the revelation of his matchless grace are those who mourn for they shall be comforted. What? That's worth saying again. Blessed and enviably happy with the happiness produced by the experience of God's favor and especially conditioned by the revelation of his matchless grace. Okay, so when you have a problem, it drives you to God. And so as you're driven to God, you can allow him to blow your mind quite literally by how he lavishes his goodness upon you, by how he's able to love you through what you're experiencing. Super powerful. A lot of us miss these moments because we get caught up in like, why God, why, right? But if you allow him to love you, through what you're experiencing, rather than just saying why, you can say, I don't know, but I trust you. And while you experience his love, it will change how you're wired. Literally, it will change your heart and purify your heart. Okay? Without God in the picture, you're on your own. And that's a very scary place to be, right? Like I can picture my life pre-God and now with God. And when you're on your own, life is terrifying all the time. Like it never gets easier. There's no hope. There's no expectancy. There's no faith. It's very dark, right? But with God in the picture, you're not on your own anymore. And that in and of itself is a blessing. All right, number five, 
Live a life of contentment. Live a life of contentment. It actually says in Matthew 5, 5, what blessing comes to you when gentleness lives in you, for you will inherit the earth. My Bible mentor, the Apostle Paul, <laughs> talks about how he learned how to be content, whether he was abased or abounding. So contentment actually keeps your soul, your mind, your will, your emotions, your insides, your guts, I like to call them. It keeps them in a place of stillness. Be still and know, right? So when you're in a place of stillness, you can actually receive revelation. You can you can actually receive inspiration, divine inspiration, divine promptings from the Holy Spirit. When you're in a place of contentment, you're not anxious and tripping about the future. You're not caught up in the past. You're actually fully present in the now. It's a very powerful place to be, but it's often this spirit of discontentment that is just a straight shot into misery. And we stay there and we live there and we think that that's normal, but it's not. Like you can actually live a life of contentment. And it says that when you do that, you will inherit the earth. Yo, big deal. Okay. These are shortcuts to be blessed. You're welcome. Number six, the title of this message today, peace comes with proximity. You have to be close. Think about it. If you are going to model somebody you have to be close with them in order to track with them, to track with their thoughts, to track with their, their character, to track with their ways. You have to be close in order to pick up all of those things, right? When you're around people, you study them. You study what they say. You study what they do. You study how they operate. You study how they think. You study what motivates and what drives them. When you're literally in proximity of God, you're in a place of peace and peace is power. Peace is actually the most powerful position you can be in. And the word of God says, I will keep you in perfect peace as your mind is fixed on me. So the closer you get to God, the more peace you have and the more peace you have and spend your, your time in, the more peace you dwell in, the more peace you can offer and access when you need it most. So it's on purpose that you stay close to God. This is not just an encouragement. This is something that you just decide to do, right? Like it's it's easy to decide, ooh, I'm tired. Ooh, I'm like really disorganized. Ooh, I'm like so undisciplined. But you can decide that that's no longer your story. You don't have to say that. You have to be careful. Anything that follows I am, you are literally prophesying and saying, yes, I partner with this. I agree with this. And so it is. Let it come to pass. Let it be so. Like that is literally what you're saying. So when you're saying I am disorganized, let it be so. When you're saying I'm so tired, let it be so. When you're saying, oh, I'm just, you know, I'm just really, I have all these bad habits. Let it be so, right? So you've got to shut your mouth. <laughs> right? If you have nothing to say, say nothing at all. But deeper than that, you've got to replace those things. You can't just let yourself just say whatever comes to mind, okay? But if you're not in proximity with peace, you're not training yourself what that experience of peace feels like and is like. You can't really embody that if you're not accessing it on a consistent basis, but you can, right? The, the word says, 
Lord, keep a guard over my mouth that I may not sin against you, right? Like, I don't want to keep blocking my blessings simply by what's coming out of my mouth. Like, I don't have to accept an identity about myself that you haven't given me, right? Like, I might have believed that, or like, that might be my human coming out, but it's not my supernatural coming out, <laughs> right? And which one do you want? Do you want the wonderful new thing, or do you want more of the same? You've got to keep a guard over your mouth and you can't do that on your own, but you can ask God to help you, right? Help me to speak life. Help me to prophesy truth, right? And how do you do that? Number seven, and lastly, you develop an appetite for God. God is the best fuel, the best food source, the quench, like he will quench your thirst, he will cause you to be so satisfied, right? Those hunger pains, he will satisfy those. You can experience him firsthand and get as close as you can. Like that can be your mission, knowing that when you do, he is fueling you. He's empowering you. He's leading you and guiding you into all truth. His favor is upon you and establishes the work of your hands, right? The closer you get, the more revelation you catch, right? And what can't be taught can be caught from God, okay? So like, you know, if you're out in the world, God wants you to catch all of these spiritual revelations and mysteries that he has for you. But it's the wise that actually take that upon themselves to seek it out. They don't wait on it. They pursue. Okay. And think about it in a relationship. Do you want somebody to constantly be like, Hey, what do you, what do you feel like doing? What are you up to? You know, like, and never get anywhere. Do you want them to like take initiative and pursue and actually like produce some outcomes, which is more fun. Think about that. Right. But like, where is your relationship with God? Is it in a lukewarm place? Because he thinks that's disgusting to him. He actually spits it out. Rather have you be hot or cold, not lukewarm. Right. And the blessed life is the best life. However, it does require something of you. So the challenge on today is what are you in proximity with? If you have no peace in your life, why might that be? Who are you spending? Who or what are you spending the most time doing? What are you watching? What are you listening to? Who's in your ear? Who's influencing you? What are you close to and what is the effect that that's having on you, on your mind, on your emotions, on your heart, on your spirit, on your behavior, right? Just like when you are around somebody or you can even picture a little child, right? When they start learning all of these cuss words <laughs> simply because who they're around, right? They suddenly think that that's okay or fun and it doesn't take much. They just start mimicking what they're close to and we do the same thing. Are you close to social media? Are you close to the news? Are you close to an influence that's not healthy for you? Do you want more peace? Because peace comes with proximity, but it's worth asking yourself, what am I actually close to? And what do I want to be close to? And what am I willing to do about it? Proximity simply means nearness in space, time, or relationship. Okay, so when you're in proximity, you start picking up on things. Close proximity is near. Okay, 
Other synonyms of that might be closeness, nearness, togetherness, right? In God's presence also is fullness of joy. And the joy of the Lord is your strength. So this is literally your empowerment. Peace comes from proximity. And the blessed life is the best life. The closer you get to God, the closer you get to every good and perfect thing that he has for you. So my encouragement to you on today is to take advantage of this opportunity that I presented. Don't sit on this. Subscribe to the podcast. Here's what you do. Subscribe, whether you're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen, subscribe. Leave a comment. What episode has blessed your life, has given you revelation, has really encouraged your spirit? Leave a comment. Let me know. Rate it. Give it a rating. And once you do that, go get the free devotional, which will help you grow in this proximity. It will help you close the gap from where you are to get closer to God. And you will get it for free. The minute you subscribe to the podcast, leave a comment, rate it. Go fill out the information over at julianapage.com under the podcast page, and I will send you the devotional for free. So you can really work on your proximity and closing your proximity gap. Okay? So that is my encouragement to you on today. I hope this message came as a beautiful reminder that in his presence, is every good and perfect gift that he has for you. It's where everything is. It's your solution to every problem that you could ever have. Seek the kingdom first and everything else will be added unto you. All right, everybody. Until next time, stay blessed.